Dr. Nancy O'Reilly's groundbreaking book, In This Together, landed on bookstore shelves with a powerful message. When we work together, we can do absolutely anything. Guidance from 40 women leaders with specific strategies to help women advance their careers makes In This Together even more relevant today, especially with the pandemic's impact on women in the workforce. Take your career to the next level with Dr. Nancy O'Reilly's In This Together, now available on audiobook. Download your copy today. We have a ton of stories from simply a child living in Kibera in Kenya um, who wants to be a pilot uh, and uses it for his education, or um, a couple of people using the lights at night um, to save 40 different people from a flood. Uh, the stories are, are really endless. That's John Salzinger, who along with Sangha Jung, co-founded Empowered. So I would say that the benefit of a company um, is that there are certain things that lead to success, right? Um, great team, great product, whatever that is, if it's a hard code or software, great business concept, um, great path to growth. Um, and that is what is really outstanding about business. Real problems. 1.5 million people get burned by kerosene every year, and generally children wow. uh, in Sub-Saharan Africa. Career journeys. I was actually born um, into poverty and used kerosene lamps growing up. And that's exactly the type of market that we serve. And leadership lessons. And imagine as, as one person, you can impact millions of lives and then you can create a scenario where it's right for other companies to do the same. That, that, that's exciting for us. You're listening to The Real Leaders Podcast to find out what motivates people beyond their chosen careers. Hello, Real Leaders. This is Kevin Edwards, your host of The Real Leaders Podcast. And on today's episode 29, we have two exemplary leaders John Salzinger and Sung Jung, the co-founders of Empowered, micro-power design, that from what I took away from this interview, I believe was started to answer this single question. And the question is, how do we empower emerging economies by extending affordable clean energy to create business opportunities out of problems? And if you're lucky enough to be listening to this right now, I would recommend taking out a notepad and a pencil because John and Sangha share everything from their supply chain advantages to how they receive funding and most importantly, the leadership that is needed to pull something like this off. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the co-founders of Empowered, The Real Sangha Jung and John Salzinger. Enjoy. One, welcome Facebook listeners to episode 29 of the Realtors Podcast with the CEO and co-founders of Empowered Realtors, Sangha Jong and John Salzinger. Sangha, John, how are we doing this morning or this afternoon? Fantastic. Doing well, thank you. Good. Well, it's great to have you here. Um, just to let listeners know, uh, Empowered uh, ranked on the Realtors 100 top impact companies of 2019 and we're here today to learn more about how you all got on the list so i'm excited and, and a little background on sangha so uh, you guys might not like talking about yourself so i'll do it for you uh sangha uh has spent her career shaping global brands and driving them towards success she's a pro at managing teams leading retail partnerships and building things from scratch 
especially when it comes to small business. A company co-founder in her own right, Sangha brings to Empowered two decades of consumer goods brands, balancing in, in a, key, uh, a keen eye for design with a sharp business acumen. With a background in philosophy and environmental studies, she's passionate, passionate about the potential companies uh, have to create positive impact. In her spare time, Sangha's an avid reader, and Sangha, you're a kickboxer. And That's true. Sangha, you're even known to bust a move. Nice. Uh, my, myself included. And John, John, born entrepreneur, John co-founded Empowered with the idea that innovative companies have a responsibility to lead, not only in the marketplace, but as a real force for good. He launched and managed several global media, tech, and finance companies before starting Empowered, where he's been a guiding force behind pretty much every aspect of the company's strategy. From business growth to sales, marketing, and product development, John does it all. Outside the office, you'd most likely find him practicing his jump shot on the court or surfing waves. John, how's the jumper looking, man? Jumper's fine. The knees aren't as great as they used to be. The knees aren't as great as they used to be. Well, Jumper's better. Jumper's better. That's how it works. Good, good. Well, next time we see each other, we're going to have to play a game of horse as a big basketball uh, fan and, and player myself. One-on-one. Okay. I like it. So, Sangha, I'm going to start with you. Tell me a little bit more about Empowered's mission. So the mission of this company is crucial to our growth and our success. Um, as someone, I know you just went through my biography, but I was actually born um, into poverty and used kerosene lamps growing up. And that's exactly the type of market that we serve. Um, those without access to electricity and there are 3 billion people, unfortunately, in this type of situation. So we focus on both emerging markets where people don't have access to electricity as well as developed markets where people may buy our inflatable solar lights for camping, for hiking, for recreational use. And uh, with our scale, the more that we are able to sell and develop marketplaces, the more we're able to grow and then tier our margins to sell also to those in emerging markets. So consumers in developed markets prefer our products, not only because of our great design and quality and pricing, but also because of our mission. And then of course, for all of us who work here, as well as um, all of our partners who help us uh, distribute our lights in emerging markets, our mission is a critical aspect of why this business exists. Interesting. So Sangha, uh, is that how the company really started and is that why the culture i mean i can see some employees uh, lovely employees behind you um is that what kind of motivates everyone to come to work today is is the aspiration to provide electricity to um the the unelectric without a doubt we're very lucky with our team here we have seasoned professionals from all the different industries you know that are represented in business and they're the best of the best, whether it's in supply chain, product development, marketing, creative, but at various points in their lives, they've all come to the conclusion that they'd like to put their skills to use in a way that's really beneficial, not only to themselves, you know, bringing meaning to their own lives in terms of the work that 
they do, but also and primarily because they're able to impact others with their work. So we've been very lucky that you know we have such great talent with us today, and they're able to bring all these many years of experience and expertise um, to us to be able to do our work and really impact you know additional lives. Awesome. That's that's wonderful to hear. And and you, you think to have this company that's right behind you now, after only six and a half years, John, I, I gotta ask you as a co-founder um who who has worked in different industries, as I just mentioned uh, earlier, um, where did this idea come from? Uh and where did it spark? And did you see did you ever see six and a half years ago that you would have this company uh, right before you today? I uh, probably didn't see I'd have this company, um, although I was uh, brought up by progressive parents and, and taught at a very young age and throughout my lifehood, even as an adult, that the people uh, on this planet that inhabit it and the planet itself are things that we have to take care of and care about. Um, so it, does, it makes sense that I'm here um, based on that. That was instilled at a very young age. Um, if you get a chance to go elsewhere, go to emerging markets, uh, Sub-Saharan Africa, Southeast Asia, Central and South America, Haiti is in our hemisphere. If you go to any of these places and see how people are, are living uh, and the challenges that they have, um, you see kind of how lucky you are. So I was born in New York, so I consider myself extremely lucky that I can click on a, a switch and not have to do from of energy, kerosene, or firewood burned in home, and then it destroys your health. Um, so I think, I think going backwards to your question, um, the idea that I'm here is probably because I'm antsy. I've done a lot of different things in my life, um, but I was sort of searching for meaning in the part of my life that really is probably the majority, most of our lives, is our work. Um, and so I think we've not only created that, but we've sort of advantaged that for other people to come and enjoying that. Um, I think we have a model that's participatory, not just to our employees, our stakeholders, our investors, but to consumers. So really all you have to do with Empowered is buy a light and that adds to our scale. And as someone was saying, that allows for us to reduce margins to people that need it. 80,000 lights to Puerto Rico, 3 million lives impacted to date, half a million US tons of CO2 averted. You know, these are big numbers, uh, but we couldn't do it without the participation and community that supports our company, that buys our lights, our vendors, you know, across the supply chain. Uh, it's really a, a nice feeling to be able to create that when the, uh, when the public sector, in my opinion, doesn't do as much as we need. The private sector has an opportunity um, and a responsibility to step up. So that's what we're trying to do here, us and all of our employees. You know, it's fascinating stuff, and it's it's always great to hear stories like yours, and to be in a position to interview um, people like yourselves is is awesome. It's groundbreaking news, and and part of our job at Real Leaders is to educate um, the consumer on on companies like yours and the products um, that you feature. So, I want to take a look at a couple products you have in front of you today. Um, let's start with the one that's lit up right in front of uh, Sangha. Um, so walk me through the steps about how this thing is produced, uh, where are your manufacturers, um, and, and what are the costs, uh, uh, with a product like this and, and from raw materials to a finished good, walk me through those steps. 
So that's a great question. It is important to know that our business model is very different from um, a few companies that really pioneered um, uh, the, the impact space. So, you know, I refer, for instance, to Warby Parker and Tom Shoes. So both companies have a buy one, give one model, um, but both companies are in the fashion space where the margins for the products that they produce are much healthier. So um, it's more affordable for them to be able to give a shoe or a pair of eyeglasses in an emerging market. For us, we're in the consumer electronics business. The margins are not as strong. And to really be able to innovate and to ensure the quality of the manufacturing and the, the, um, all, all the raw materials and the work uh, to ensure fair labor practices, all of these things impact our margins. So that's why we have a slightly different business model whereby you know, the more we can grow, the more we can scale our, our activities, um, our R&D, spread our marketing costs across the lines that we're able to distribute in traditional retailers such as REI, Target, Best Buy, Bloomingdale's, etc. Then when we move to emerging markets and we sell these very same lights, we're able to do so at these tiered margins. Mm. So with the lights that we have, uh, we really emphasize three things. So we're a company that's all about clean technology. So the power that drives our lights and our future products will all be based in clean technology, primarily solar. We're also focused on consumer products. So um, even today, sometimes when I tell people that I'm the CEO of a solar uh, company, they instinctively think, oh, okay, well, do you install rooftop panels? Like, oh, that I'm surprised that you're in that industry. And I say, no, we make inflatable solar lights. And they find that really interesting for those who aren't familiar with our brand because we are taking the concept of solar and putting it into a consumer product that's fun and intuitive and easy to use. Mm. So the third thing we really emphasize here is design. So these lights right now are inflated, but they deflate and they're a quarter of an inch. They're extremely lightweight, waterproof, durable, and all of these characteristics that we've developed, let's say for the camper here in the US, are the same characteristics that are extremely beneficial when these lights are distributed by a female entrepreneur in Sub-Saharan Africa. The fact that they're lightweight and um, they condense to be able to distribute to uh, neighboring communities. So um, in terms of all of the design and all of the R&D and the great work that goes into these products, all of that is done here. We're based in New York. And again, um, you know, all of the, the concepts behind the products are important because we want to make sure that these products are fun, functional, and durable, not only for our developed marketplaces, but also for our emerging markets. I'll just add that it's sort of form and function combined. And so you have a wow factor with this light and with all of our products. There's a transformative element, whether it's our string light, which you might be able to see here, right? So that light, you can just simply twist and open up and you have 18 feet of string, or whether it's our inflatable line. Uh, no matter what we have, there's a real uh, wow factor where you can take something that seems small, take a piece of the sun, put it in your pocket, Take it wherever you're going, it's portable, it's well-designed, it's safe, and then you can create your own ambiance. And so that aspect of the light, we look at as sort of the form of the light. Mm. Um, and then the functionality of the light, or the function, uh, these lights can get 
um, so, uh, put down to, as somebody said, an inch. And once they're down to an inch, literally 40, 50,000 in a container, it, it completely annihilates shipping costs. So that was sort of a big prohibitor, especially when you're going into sort of emerging markets that last mile, once you've gotten to the port and then you need to truck the light. That's where a lot of companies sort of find sort of a roadblock, unintended, whereby it, it costs too much to carry big, bulky consumer electronics. But with our packaging, with our, with our thoughtful design, innovative materials, we're able to create experiences for people without worrying much about shipping costs, therefore keeping the prices affordable for those that need these lights most. Mm. Well, that's, that's very interesting. And if you're listening to this on audio only, um, the light we're talking about right now in front of me um, that I can see, uh, imagine like one of those old police lights that they just put on top of the car. It kind of looks like that, but what they're saying is it, it can be condensed and flattened down um, and, and placed in your pocket, and it has solar uh, panels, like miniature solar panels on it to the light uh, the candle itself and keep it going um, forever, essentially. So um, very, very innovative, uh, interesting and innovative product. Um, but I, I want to hear more about the procurement uh, of this product and, and where it's where it's produced. I mean, where do you get the materials from? How, how did this concept come to fruition? So the concept came to fruition, uh, probably our first light over the course of a year, about 40 iterations. Uh, Co-founder of mine, Jason Snyder, uh, invented it. Um, I've worked on every iteration. Sung and I are patent holders on many products since, and they keep coming. Seven new products this year. Um, we're moving into a number of industries um, where solar should be but isn't, where we think that portability and solar energy go hand in hand. Um, and so we're decided that um, in order to uh, deepen sort of the scale and our model, we had to expand. And so what we do really well here is aggregate. So we aggregate technologies, whether it's LEDs or battery technology or solar panels. And we look all over the world, frankly. Uh, we go to uh, material houses, et cetera, and we find the best, most efficient, safest materials there are. Everything we have is Prop 65 regulated. Everything we do is CE and Rojas. Everything we do is very, very safe. Um, and that's what's really important uh, in a market like this, especially because uh, there are folks out there that when you do come up with innovative new designs, um, it's kind of easy to knock off, right? right. So there are some companies out there or some uh, entities, we'll call them, that have sort of grabbed onto what we're doing. Um, we, generally, uh, we generally compete on brand. Uh, we compete on partners, on quality, and on mission. Um, and if our scale does get impacted, we will defend it with 35 global patents and growing. Uh, so we don't take that lightly. Uh, but that's only because uh, we need to be able to defend the model for the impact and the scale. Um, so the products themselves, uh, they really uh, originate here. Um, and we make them in various uh, facilities around the world. And now a special message from the companies who made this episode possible. Hey listeners, if you're a fan of the show, you've probably heard me reference impact investing often. It's one of the most effective ways to support clean energy and limit greenhouse gases to save our future. And I'm no expert in finance by any means on this subject, but I know who is. I'd like to introduce you to Arnerich Messina. 
Arnrich Messina is an independent investment advisory firm serving individuals and families, foundations and endowments, and corporate clients across the United States. With an emphasis on impact investing and specialization in private markets, the firm has become known for its forward-looking, world-class research and investment opportunities. You can visit them online at www.am-a.com to learn more about their investment approach and read the company's recent white paper, Impact Investing, Why, What, How. Again, folks, that's am-a.com. You can go on there and start investing in impact today. Hmm. So you make them from all around the world and then it's assembled in the United States. Yeah. So I, why I won't go deep into that is okay. exactly that worst form of flattery I just told you. So there's a lot of people sort of gunning for empowered because we've done it's difficult when you're a company that grows on a global scale with an interconnected uh, web and some, when we talk about sort of real leaders, you know, there's the fun part of business and the successes. But one of the things that Sung and I both believe in strongly is that when there's a challenge, or some people would call it a problem, we look at it as an opportunity. Mm. So if somebody knocks off our product and goes to a retailer, we'll treat that as a lead. We'll go to the buyer, we'll explain our mission, we'll show our patents, we'll talk to them. And, and, and over time, every single one has turned into lead generation for us. So we, we, don't, we don't want them to go away entirely because we do procure leads from them, but we would like the respect of the patents out there. It's very important. Definitely. Um, business right now, we're growing into, we've grown into 90 countries in six years. So you can imagine sort of uh, the amount that you're sort of out there. Um, and to protect all that is important, and, and we're doing a good job. Well, we, we want to respect that and make sure you all are keep growing. So we'll move on to the next question, and that is, um, early uh, fundraising in investments. Uh, did you go out to um, you know an institution and, and look for funding? Was it um, John? Was it from prior companies you had worked with that you invested into this company? You know, where did you originally get your your funding from? Well, the first funds came out of our wallets. <laughs> After that, um, we went to friends and family. Angel. After that, uh, we went to Venture, so Launch Capital is a great partner of ours, as an example. Serious Change as well. Serious Change is another incredible one, very impact-focused. Mm. We're now in, with PE, uh, private equity, but they're also very strategic and impact. So we Where just closed our Series B round um, about a year ago, and the Builders Fund is uh, a primary investor that led that round, and they're actually one of your real leaders as well. That's right. There we go. And there you go. And how is the capital market changing for investments? I mean, we I, I spoke with uh, Cooley Cooley the other day, and they said uh, Indiegogo was a source of, of um, fundraising for them as well. Um, how has fundraising changed over the years? Well, the really great thing is that there are impact investors. Right. So my first entered business, you know, more than two decades ago, I started at. And gamble. Um, and at that time, consumer products um, were just about the products themselves. So consumers as well as marketers were not focused on impact. And um, after many years in primarily the beauty industry, when I exited, I looked around and found that you know, not only were there businesses doing amazing things and making a true impact, but there were impact investors behind those businesses. And that was really a tremendous um, eye-opening 
sort of moment for me. Um, originally, I, I started in this area of environment and development, and um, I wanted to go work in policy, but did a little detour into business. And I simply thought that I couldn't combine the two worlds. So um, understanding that you know, there are investors out there who, who understand triple bottom line mandates is mm. really a sign of how um, our economy has changed, how consumer behavior has changed, and you know, how much opportunity there is in the private sector. Now, there, there's a real power in how you spend your money uh, and vote, but both of those two things combined. Um, when you're in a capitalist society and a democracy, you have a lot of say, a lot of power as an individual if you exercise it. Definitely. And so there's, we've, we've already been over, just to recap, we've already been over how um, empowered is adding additional value, uh, societal and environmental value to the value chain. Um, but, you know, when, when you're trying to explain that to somebody listening to this for the first time, uh, just like I am, it's hard to really conceptualize what that does for people. Like you said, uh, John, Sub-Saharan Africa, people that don't have streetlights. Um, you know, I was speaking with uh, someone at uh, Akon and his um, uh, investments in solar energy in Sub-Saharan Africa. And what I learned was uh, what providing light does is allows these entrepreneurs to, to work longer in the nights. Um, it, they don't have to use their phone as flashlights anymore. Uh, they, uh, violence and, and criminal activity goes down at night. Uh, what type of impact and stories have you seen um, from your product uh, being delivered to these th third world markets? Yeah, so well, one of the things we like to sort of stress um, is it, it, they're human beings on this planet. We're all human beings. And so the stories that we get, um, and he was off the coast of the United States, and the Coast Guard was looking for him. Uh, and if he didn't have his Lucy, he wrote to us. It was a handwritten note, beautiful. Um, that they wouldn't have found him. It literally saved his life. We were just at a trade show, sort of funnier story, but still interesting. There was a guy in the woods who uh, had a bear chasing him, and he had a light and scared it off. Um, but more seriously, uh, we have a ton of stories from simply a child living in Kibera in Kenya um, who wants to be a pilot uh, and uses it for his education, or um, a couple of people using the lights at night um, to save 40 different people from a flood. Uh, the stories are, are really endless. Uh, 1.5 million people um, get burned by kerosene every year, and generally children wow. uh, in Sub-Saharan Africa. And so we're avoiding those sort of stories. So when you see these lights, when someone can learn to read, um, when the ec economic um, impact of, of the light for a female entrepreneur that you mentioned um, goes up when they can sell their wares uh, much, much later into the evening. But light, it's, it's not as expensive as the cost of kerosene. So they have more money to spend into the economy. I mean, it's endless. We, we, we hit on almost every SDG of the United Nations. Also, um, these lights are not only used in uh, developing um, marketplaces, but you know, for disaster relief. So John mentioned a little bit earlier that last year, or sorry, I guess now it's 2017, during Hurricane Maria, we distributed 80,000 lights to Puerto Rico. Um, but what was really fascinating uh, for the two of us was one of the stories that came out of it, because sometimes our consumers are the ones who really come back and tell us how our lights have been instrumental for them. So we partnered with a great um, 
company, a nonprofit called Off the Grid Missions, and it's run by a woman who teaches both self defense um, and uh, really focuses on the hard of hearing community to ensure that particularly women are not susceptible to violence. Well, after Hurricane Maria, she took our lights with her and discovered that there were communities of people who also couldn't communicate because when there was no light, they couldn't speak to anyone because they, of course, speak with their hands. So she made it a personal mission of hers to one by one, um, find these individuals living pretty much in darkness who weren't sure what was going on in their communities and provide them with our lights. And we have lights, you know, that are not only lights, but also um, that charge cell phones. And so light, communication, these are some of the essential tools that someone needs in a disaster situation. And again, it's been really inspirational for us to hear back from individuals who have, um, come to us with all sorts of different, you know, really inspiring stories around how they've been able to use our products. Yeah, everywhere from, uh, you know, campfire uh, recently uh, to those parking lots outside of a Costco, et cetera, we've had our lights. Uh, Indonesia, we work with Team Rubicon. You know, we work with over 500 NGOs. Another interesting story in Puerto Rico was a 14-year-old, 14-year-old boy, um, incredible. Uh, he basically came up to Sunganai because we went out there to see how the lights were, uh, were working uh, for folks and, and told us that he turned his fear into action. He's a 14-year-old boy. And um, so he was able to raise $140,000 after we gave him a ton of lights um, and deployed them around the, around the country. Uh, that's the kind of participation that's not only moving to us individually, but it, it, it adjusts the world back to a kinder, safer place, I think. Um, and I will mention that there's a lot of corporations we work with. And so I know the audience here uh, definitely has a lot of companies. We do a lot of cause marketing, and our lights are literally co-branded vehicles uh, for just that, where, where companies can, can give, gift our lights to their employees, uh, give their lights to causes. We can co-brand them. We provide the content. We want to keep the media cycles going. We want to highlight those great companies that are doing good. Mm. So again, it's that participatory community building model that's very important to us. And, and there, we could go on with a hundred examples. Well, it's it's not only inspiring for you, but it's inspiring for us and inspiring for our audience to 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 know that there's real leaders and businesses out there that are taking on some of the world's greatest challenges. And like you said, John, making them opportunities. And you mentioned Puerto Rico and the hurricane that affected their island. There's a big problem that is hits close to home with us because our company is headquartered in the U.S. Virgin Islands. In fact, uh, USVI um, and Puerto Rico, two U.S. territories, U.S. territories that didn't get really any funding after the hurricanes that uh, completely wiped out those islands and, and turned a, a fruitful green island um, brown um, and, and hearing those stories of the last couple of weeks about what it was like being in those hurricanes and that they really didn't receive any relief and are still trying to still, that's right it's not over not, that's right not, not, I mean, not even, katrina, even katrina mm-hmm. so these natural disasters they go way past the media cycle way past they go on for years um, and people don't know about it and that's why when when a corporation works with us They'll find us not only at all the current disasters, but past disasters 
and it allows us and them to put a lens on, on what's still going on and sort of you can, you can figure out how grateful you are by sort of seeing what's happening out there. We're very grateful. We're also grateful to you, real leaders, you know, for being on this because getting the word out is so important um, to build community, but also to let the youth know that they can also make a difference and they can also be the next real leaders. That's so important. And when you think about the very platform we use for all of this um, change, we're talking about solar. So it's important for us to educate the consumer and to show them that solar is a viable option. It's a product that can fill a void, you know, when your electrical grid stops working, it gives you the power and freedom to, you know, go off the grid, have an adventure. Solar is something that, you know, is real, it's, it's affordable, and it's something that every consumer can adopt. I think one of the other things we've decided to do is we realized that the next generation needs to do better than at least me or us. Um, and so we've, we've created a STEM product as well. Mm. And that product is in Barnes and Nobles, um, but really it's also been in Central America. Uh, it's been in New York City public schools. I happen to have it right here, but it's not as much of a plug as it is in education. Mm. So it's a STEM product. It's basically a deconstructed Lucy that allows a child to understand seven years and up how the solar panel works, how that works with the battery, how that works with the LEDs, and what, what clean energy really means. And it'll also educate people in emerging markets that will end up being adopters of solar and have to buy it and really need to know how important is the battery size. So for us, that, that's a really important aspect of, of what we do. It's, it's working with others to ensure that we can educate. And you're helping us. And hopefully one day, one of those um, young people will become a real leader. You know, as I said, I grew up in poverty. I couldn't read. I didn't have access to, um, you know, the newest educational tools, etc. I, I learned to read with books I fished out of a dumpster. So, you know, to us, it's important to um, understand that, you know, with the work we're doing, we are affecting lives not only directly through our products, but hopefully we are allowing a child to study, we're allowing a child to understand about new technologies, and hopefully inspiring the next innovator out there, the next inventor, the next engineer, the next business leader. Um, it's a really large mission that we feel like we've taken on, but it is so rewarding to know that all of this kind of comes together in a really meaningful, powerful way. Yeah. And, and I will say that just in our positions, we're lucky to be sort of leaders in this space, in this company, because we've been able to work with so many incredible people over the years, and our staff today is just unbelievable. And these people are all really smart, they could all work anywhere, and they're working here because of the mission, each and every one. Uh, incredibly talented, um, but really have sort of their sort of uh, their moral compass in order, and we need more of that. We really do. We need people to put action out there. You don't have to choose between doing good for yourself or doing uh, good for others. You can you can do both. And you know, it's you guys are both right. It's it's uh, it's really hard to get the concept across to a lot of different people. You know, I, I, even myself, I've only been with the company for two and a half years, still am learning new stuff every single day. 
And John, you touched on the sustainable development goals earlier. Earlier, There's 17 of them. We're a signatory of the United Nations. Um, but if you can't communicate effectively to people in the create a STEM product for, for future real leaders. Um, and and it's, it's just great to hear overall. But Sangha, I, I want to go back to, you mentioned a triple bottom line, people, planet, and profit. Uh, a lot of social entrepreneurs, uh, well, first off, what is a social entrepreneur? You know, we, th there's a broad spectrum. You have nonprofits uh, and you have for-profits and then you have some in the middle and just different business models all in between. Um, you have mentioned a ton about the double bottom line, uh, societal values, environmental values. We've heard all of that. Uh, what about the triple bottom line? What about the profit? I mean, do you, do you have to charge a higher price um, because of a double bottom line? Um, and, and what struggles um, have, has uh, Empowered faced along the way? So we, um, we want to be a brand that is at an entry level price point for those who want to adopt a solar product. So we work very hard behind the scenes, as John alluded to earlier, to ensure that everybody who participates in our model, be they vendors, transportation companies, um, you know, a marketing company, etc., that everyone buys into our mission. So even on the legal front, you know, we work with uh, Thomson Reuters, for example, who gives us pro bono advice. So when you really have a strong mission that is inherently part of your company, everyone along the way is invited to participate and um, they often do. So that helps us work as leanly as possible to develop these great products and to bring them to the marketplace. So we try very hard again to ensure that our products are um, priced just right for the consumer. But definitely for emerging markets, we look at local market conditions and we do all of this work so that we can tier our margin structure for them. Mm. Um, we are in the great position that our business model is such that we um, can be a profitable company. And um, in some of the funding rounds when you know I spoke with uh, various firms and they were familiar with some companies that focus primarily in the impact NGO sector space. Um, they said, well, none of those companies are profitable and the road to profitability is very long and questionable. Um, when they heard from us, learned about our model, understood that we were leveraging consumers all around the world to participate in what we're doing. Um, they understood very quickly that um, it's inherent, again, in our business model, that profitability is a strong part of um, what, what is important to us so that we can then scale for emerging markets. And, then, and you'll learn something along the way, whether it's the largest retailer in the world or one of the biggest you know, private equity funds. Um, these people have hearts and souls and dreams and cares, and you find the right strategic partners that, uh, you know, we're all a big team, uh, including many of our vendors. We've had so many reps along the way that have helped us. Uh, some have even bought into the company. Um, so a lot of unusual circumstances, but finding the right strategic people that actually align with what we're trying to do, it takes, it takes a lot of people to do what we're doing. Uh, and so we're very grateful. At the end of the day, though, we are 
offering the consumer a product that he or she buys into because of the product. And we are in a number of different markets. We are in the outdoor market, uh, the impact, um, emerging market space, we consider a market, we're in the lifestyle market, um, in major design museums such as the Guggenheim, Cooper Hewitt, MoMA, etc. around the US. Uh, we're in consumer electronics, we're in Best Buy with our smart connected products. And then we're in the education market with retailers, again, such as Farm and Noble. So we are very much a sales, marketing, product-driven company. We excel at what we do there. And so all of that also lends itself to a profitable enterprise. Now this, this product here is in, Barn, is in Bloomingdale's, believe it or not. And, and again, all these partners, you, you, you got to, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a thought process here, I think, where people, um, they want to do good. They want to change the world. But here's, here's, here's some advice. Work hard. Work really, really hard. Uh, you can come up with an idea. Uh, and you can try to implement it, you not only compete, but in order to achieve. In order to, if you care about the planet, if you care about people, there's plenty of forces acting against. Um, and so you have to work that hard, probably with re less resources, less momentum, to get what you want to accomplish. And I think um, everyone on our team, us, our, our, you know, our entire community understands that. Well, you all are working super hard, and, and it's the process, as we know from everyone we've spoken with, is not easy and i think that's a point and uh, that a lot of uh, guests have alluded to that doesn't get talked about a lot are the struggles um, that entrepreneurs and businesses especially in this sector have to go through um, but john you mentioned uh, uh basically that the last five minutes your partners are so strong the employees care about the company um, uh, resulting in a lower turnover uh, suppliers uh, we have great partnerships with they have hearts they care about the company and, and uh you're better you're able to get a better value from them because of that um you know i'm reading a book and like i said i'm still learning along the way reading a book called conscious capitalism and they emphasize this point a lot um especially when a recession hits and people are, are quick to to run away in uh from a company that um you know might be ripping them off or uh might not have the employees um that they really care about uh, and, and investors looking at companies like yours uh, for long, long-term uh, profitability. And uh, so it, it, it's something that, that your company obviously speaks volume to, and it's cool to kind of see it in action. We've heard your advice. Uh, now, Sangha, I want to hear your advice for any company that's out there um, that is struggling, is going and taking the punches right now and, and going through these times. What advice uh, would you give to them? So I would say that the benefit of a company um, is that there are certain things that lead to success, right? Um, great team, great product, whatever that is, if it's a hard code or software, great business concept, um, great path to growth. Um, and that is what is really outstanding about business that some of these uh, rules to success are tried and true rules. And um, it's not just the will that exists. And pardon me, I speak a little bit this way because I came from a background of policies or NGOs, um, that world where it was a little bit more the will to do good um, versus in a social enterprise and B Corp, there's 
that combined with um, knowledge, experience, drive, leadership, motivation. So I think understanding the rules, the pathway to success, what do you want to accomplish, what is um, right in the marketplace, you know, how do you want to innovate, some of these classic questions and answers are important. And then you combine that with working hard, driving towards success, um, having a moral compass, being really motivated, inspired. This is an extremely powerful combination and it's rewarding in and of itself in those moments that are difficult. And um, it leads you out of those moments because you have both the willingness and drive to work through those moments and you have a goal in mind that you're working towards in a way of working towards that goal. Mm. Great, great answer. Very inspiring. And, and, and here at Real Leaders, you know, long-term vision uh, is something that we like to emphasize and, and just hearing the advice um, to, to be thinking like that and, and to have uh, uh, your experience is, is great to have on the show. Now, I want to add one quick thing. So if you do all that, right, then you get massive retailers that will do things by like take your product that they paid for and put them in a disaster relief area. They'll have major global law firms look for you, find you, and then compete against other people pro bono without a dollar for years uh, to protect your IP. There's all sorts of things that we get right? Because people recognize the value that we're providing. So when you do solve problems, when you do actually do something that is advantageous to other people, make sure you understand that it's the work is really hard. You can do anything you want if you work hard. But once you do that, it's infectious. People will continue to help you. People will build this. And, that, and that's what we found. And that's why we're still growing. You're still growing indeed. And, and where's the, the vision for the next five years or next six and a half years for Empowered? So we want to serve as an inspiration for other companies to create products, create models to address real world issues. And, you know, back at the beginning of this podcast, we talked about the fact that we're in a um, challenging margin environment in consumer electronics. But yet we've come up with this model of participation to be able to accomplish that which we're trying to do through innovative products. So we can inspire the next generation to really think about some of the world's um, issues and how they can work towards solving them. That would be a huge win for us. To get there, we want to continue to innovate ourselves. So we started with Lucy Inflatable Solar Lights. We moved into the world's first solar stream lights, then the world's first Bluetooth connected portable lighting. And then we have more products coming out this year, for instance, and I will give a, a little teaser, uh, the world's first solar bike light, for instance. That's not a tease, that's just saying what it is. There you go, right here, real leaders. You heard it here first. So Groundbreaking news. To look around us, look at traditional products, look at whether we can enhance them by bringing not only clean technology to those products, but a different way of experiencing those products and different ways of speaking to our consumers. So as John mentioned, we have seven new products along these, this line coming out this year and then again next year and again for the next six years 
And so we want to show that you know, those traditional barriers don't exist anymore. We can push the technology barriers. We can really um, make product affordable, make the product desirable, create those markets. And we're here to do that and then inspire the next generation of entrepreneurs and innovators to do the same. And imagine as, as one person, you can impact millions of lives and then you can create a scenario where it's right for other companies to do the same. That, that, that's exciting for us. That, that sort of keeps going. It's exponential. Well, we're, we're happy to have really like you on the show today. Um, and hopefully in six and a half years, um, there won't be 3 billion people without, without electricity. Without, there won't. Without That's right. Um, but let's talk about those 35 patents you got right in front of you. What am I looking at right here? I've got, I've got obviously we've talked about Lucy a little bit. Um, what are these products? Where can listeners find them? Tell me. Well, it's everything from a, a clear light, which was our original Lucy, which is you know our first love, to a, a frosted finish, which is really great for reading, which is our Lucy Lux. Sunga mentioned our string light, our app-enabled light. Uh, we have different colored lights here, you can see, right? And then we have Lucy candles. You can put a candle in your tent and be safe. Uh, we have the education kit, you know, and, and this year, as Sunga mentioned, we, you can charge your phone with our lights, which is incredibly important in emerging markets that are off-grid primarily, but have high mobile penetration. But fantastic for someone who's hiking in Nepal or, or camping, you know, at the Grand Canyon. Um, you know, for us, our partners are essential, and there's almost too many uh, to list, but I will say that we test most of our products at REI. They're a fantastic partner of ours. You can pick them up there. Um, you know, we're, we're sort of everywhere across the board, and Sunga mentioned a lot. For us, it's best if you take a look at our website because you can learn more about our mission. There's an opportunity to give likes to other people through our website, right? So that's our flagship store, and that's empower.com. It's M, the letter M, power, and the letter D.com. Mpowerd.com, and it stands for Micro Power Design. So micro is portable, power is clean power and empowering. And design is innovative, beautiful, really, uh, really uh, innovative product that is warranted. It works really well and is there when you need it. And folks, if you're listening to this on audio, they've got some fantastic products. So go do like John said to mpowerd.com. And all the other relators out there as well. Um, looks like we froze a little bit, but we're back. And uh, lastly, folks, um, uh, we, we got the Real Ears 100 edition um, now available online um, and will be in stores January 22nd. And we have 99 other stories that aren't, aren't as lit as this, but uh, are definitely um, a, uh, examples of being a force for good. Sangha and John Soldier, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We appreciate all of your hard work. Um, keep it up and uh, we look forward to covering more uh, stories that you were impacting around the world uh, in years to come. We appreciate thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. And Real Leaders, again, you also can find the uh, magazines online at real-leaders.com uh, slash, uh, slash subscribe uh, and pick up your free Real Leaders 100 magazine using code FREE100 um, today. 
Uh, thanks everybody for your time. And we look forward to the uh, next episode um, tomorrow and featuring the other 99 companies. All right, everybody. Uh, John, for John and Sangha, uh, I'm Kevin Edwards signing off and thank you for being a force for good. Thank you.